2: Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.
1: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, we are back with the second half of the Scobro Show. I am Dave Schofield, co-editor behind the steelcurtain.com, And with me, as always, is the big bro Sco, my big brother, Rich. Rich, you doing all right? Oh, just doing lovely. Yeah. Having fun talking wide receivers?
3: Oh, I just have fun talking Steelers.
1: Yeah, exactly.
3: You you pick the position. I'll talk about it if it yeah. has to do with the Steelers.
1: So, so we're breaking down this wide receiver group. We talked about, you know, I think the trajectory is on the up and up for all of them. Um, you know, Ray Ray McLeod's kind of the forgotten guy. He's the returner. He's the gadget guy. He's a guy that he's still going to get some snaps out there. I'm going to say something that I said last year because I think it's true again this year. of course you don't want to deal with like a significant long-term injury at all. You know, we're not talking that, but we're talking about if all someone's dinged up and they miss a game. I think this group of wide receivers is fine. If they're missing one guy. Yes. If they're missing two is when you start to get worried. Because we saw what la- – I mean, you saw Chase Claypool just thrive when Deontay Johnson was out injured. I mean, various different things. I, I think as long – as I mean, especially when you're talking Eric Ebron, tight end, he's a tight end, but really they play him as a receiver when you think about it. Um, that when you have those weapons that even if one guy is out, the other guys will pick up the slack. Yep. But here's the problem with wide receivers. It kind of goes back to like when I played basketball, when, when you're a post player playing basketball, you've got to depend on everybody else to do stuff right for you to even have a chance to do anything. The guys, you know, the point guard dribbling up the full court and getting it to the guards. Those guys actually taking care of the ball to actually feed it into you has to happen. Then if they do what they do so many times to just ignore you and try to do their thing, they actually have to be good enough to get a shot off to give you a shot at a rebound. If that's the only thing you're going to do, you are so dependent on the play of others. And I've actually seen really good post players be absolutely wasted because no one can get them the ball. The same thing goes with wide receivers. They are so dependent on so much of the rest of the offense in order for them to succeed. If you don't have a quarterback that can get in, get in the ball, they're in trouble. If you don't have an yep. offensive line that can protect the quarterback in order for the quarterback <laughs> to get in the ball, you're in trouble. So yep. they really are. I mean, having a super great wide receiver room is a really good, great thing. The only problem is... If you don't have those other things in order, to, in order to bring out the best in it, w- would you agree with that?
3: Oh, you, you got it. There's got to be some. You got. There's got to be some balance there because you know. Um, how often do you see a great, great wide receiving core win a Super Bowl with very little talent around them?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it. It takes, uh, and it's it's great because these players are dynamic. They're the. They're the—I don't know how to say it. I don't want to call them divas or whatever, but that's kind of the kind of the personality a lot of them have have embraced over the years. But they're they're just they're very different from from other football players. But we we see what it is that they, they you know they have to. There's only one ball out there that you can throw around. But I, I like the Steelers wide receivers because not only can they get the job done, they do. Really seem like an unselfish group that is just looking for the success of the whole group and not just one individual getting getting their stats. So,
3: but like you said, it takes somebody that's Mm -hmm. really good to throw on the ball. I mean, I mean, are are Lynn Swan and John Stallworth necessarily Hall of Famers if Terry Bradshaw isn't back there throwing them the ball? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. You know what? What you know? What if they're playing on a team that
1: you know got you could You could just as easily ask is Is Terry Broadshaw a Hall of Famer and four time Super Bowl champion if he doesn't have guys like Swan and Stalworth to throw the ball to? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I mean, you can re- you can ask that. You know, some good, great wide receivers can make good quarterbacks look great. And great quarterbacks can make good wide receivers look great. The problem is is if and bad quarterbacks can make great, great wide receivers, wide receivers look, look less than average. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it just kinda kinda how it goes. Now last year there was there was the, the Steelers chucked the ball a lot. They did, you know. What was it? 63. 63- attempts in the wild card game, something crazy like that for the Steelers. They were chucking the ball left and right. Now, if the Steelers can get that running game going and your, the, your number of passing attempts goes down, which means obviously the number of targets across the board goes down. Does, do you think that has a negative effect on the wide receivers? No, neither do I. Tell me why.
3: If teams have to respect the run game, the yak numbers will go up.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
3: Also, we will have better opportunity to throw mm-hmm. what I call the 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 intermediate deep passes. Yeah. You know, not not the not the not as many maybe of those, you know, 40, 50 yards down the field passes, but more of those, you know, 18 to 25 yard passes. Yeah. Um. There's going to be more space. Yeah. I completely agree. And, and more I'm, space I'm... equals more room to run. Yep. More room to get open, you know, yep. which is Next all. That's the thing. It's Good not thing just Yeah.
1: Exactly what you said. It's going to if you have more room to get open. Now you get someone like a like a Deontay Johnson that's really great at creating separation, and you know, and now now he just even has more of a chance to get open if you're also worried about the run game. But it's not even just the run game; it's actually a threat of diverse play calling, you know, because you can say the more you can do the more you can do, which I know sounds kind of redundant, but that's really what it is. The more you can do on offense, the more options that you have to do those things. And not only you, you have to be able to do them and you also have to be willing to do them. And that's what we want to see from the Steelers this year is that they are both willing and able to do a variety of things. I mean, the, the wide receivers were even getting involved in the run game early on. But my goodness, when you realize that the only time you're running certain motion plays, you are running the football 100% of the time. Guess what teams do when you go in motion to do that? They sell out for the run. (laughs) It's just like when you brought in the jumbo package that we talked about two years ago. You're telegraphing, you're running the ball, and you're letting them completely load up to say, oh, I mean – The Steelers are bringing the jumbo package, and who would they leave out there? Wide receiver Johnny Friggin' Holton. Who, who? They, you know, they were. And then, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna mix it up. We're gonna throw it out of the jumbo package. Oh, we better sneak James Washington in in place of Johnny Holton. You don't think that the other team doesn't notice that? Did you put a different (laughs) wide receiver out there? Of course, they're then going to be sitting on it. Oh my goodness! It's like telegraph, telegraph, telegraph. I mean. Jeffrey Benedict pointed it out. Every time the Steelers run this motion, they are running the ball. They're they're doing the jet motion, handing it off to the wide receiver, things like that, which was the quote-unquote Matt Canada stuff. The problem is Randy couldn't implement those things and not run the ball, and therefore everyone knew what they were doing. It can't be that way ever again. I can't believe someone like that could even call plays in high school let alone in the NFL. I, I just I, – I'm sorry. I, I'm going to stop now.
3: Well, like I said in the first half of the show, that's <laughs> the same guy that called his
1: receivers, you know, they were like farts in a skillet. They were so. like farts in a skillet. So. <laughs> um, where do you – do you think that the Steelers have one of the elite wide receiver cores, the whole room in the NFL?
3: I would say they have one of the deepest wide receiver cores.
1: Absolutely, that's why they're one of the best. I, I yeah. don't know of another team that is deeper at wide receiver, and that's why the Steelers drafting one would have almost been basically putting someone into a redshirt season this year, right? So that it, that's why because it sense to I look at it,
3: you. You technically, in my opinion, you have four guys that could lead the team in receiving any, well, five, if you throw mm-hmm. Ebron in there, but I'm just yeah. saying wide receiver, you could have four that I would very much trust could lead the team in receiving any given week. Who'd I leave out? Okay. That question's say, for you. Say, no. Say, who, who I said, he, there, there's, there are four that I very much trust that could lead the Steelers any given week in receiving of the five. Which one am I not feeling would be that guy? Ray Ray. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But honestly, I mean, he could lead the Steelers in rushing, you know, when he busted off Correct. that some yard run and something like that. Correct. Honestly, Ray Ray's, Ray Ray's not getting – I mean, I I'd have to go back and look at – try to look up stuff from last year. They're not throwing the ball downfield to Ray Ray. They're handing it off or throwing it to him at or behind the line of scrimmage and letting mm-hmm. him do something with his return abilities. He basically turned into. They asked him to fill the Ryan Switzer need. That's all they did. They they weren't yep. looking to get him the ball downfield. When when but he was look, in the
3: game. last year between you know him run the ball, catching the ball some, returning, you know, return man, his all-purpose yards. Yeah.
1: That's what he's going to have.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, he could he he could lead a game in all-purpose yards.
1: Yeah, and that's not a knock on Ray Ray. That's just how they implement no. him. He is correct. He is fantastic for the role that they have him in. He is that fifth wide receiver. Although the Steelers, you know, they didn't run five wides. And I did this as as, as a as a, a trivia question for Jeff and Brian. Oh, this was only, probably almost two months ago. Uh, on the preview was how many times was. Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, and James Washington. How many snaps did they have on the field together last year?
3: Oh, it was not a tremendously large amount. I remember you. you I remember seeing that number at the end of the season.
1: It was four. Four freaking snaps the whole season. Did you have your best four wide receivers on the field together? It was always with Ebron. It was always with Ebron. Ebron was always, and it's not a knock on Ebron. And I know the people in the live chat are saying, oh, Ebron, he drops many passes. Ebron didn't start dropping to, dropping his passes until he went over, basically, till he exceeded the number of snaps he had played in an NFL season up to that day. He had like two drop passes up to that point. But once he hit where he'd played more snaps than he ever had in an NFL season, he started dropping the ball. He wore down. He was injured. It was one of those things. So not no saying, bye week. week yeah, <laughs> yeah, no bye week. Yeah, I'm not, and I'm not going to say he's going to come back and catch everything thrown his way. I'm not saying that. But I am saying he did get worn out and I'm hoping he doesn't have to do that again this year. So... You know, they invested in a tight end high, which was in the draft, which was – I'm really, really happy they did that. So you're talking about, you know, like you said, got the couple a couple tight pick. ends. That was a luxury pick. But they needed that another was, tight that end. Was the,
3: that was the pick – yeah, but that that early in the draft, that was the luxury pick that they did by re-signing Juju, yeah. in my opinion. My, yeah. my opinion. Yeah, they re-signing didn't have to Juju, go wide receiver. Gave them some flexibility. They didn't need a wide receiver, so they got the second
1: tight end. And I'm going to say it because people still keep saying that was still a terrible pick because they could have had Creed Humphrey. You know what? I wanted Creed Humphrey. I wanted Creed Humphrey so bad that I even wanted him in the first round. I was fine with them taking him in the first round. But you know what? You know why the Steelers didn't draft Cree Humphrey? Because I'm telling you, I, there's—I have no inside information. This is a gut feeling that I have, and my gut probably is enormous. Mine. It is b- bigger than any of your guts, probably most of them put together. So my gut feeling—I'm going to trust it. My gut feeling. You're going to stand up and show us the gut? No, not 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 no. not today. Not today. <laughs> my legs That's are, right. dude. I'm not wearing any bottoms. <laughs> no, no, I think I can't say that. That's not true. <laughs> I'm, I'm wearing I'm wearing pajama shorts. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I will say this: here's my here's my gut feeling. Kendrick Green was higher on their board than Creed Humphrey.
3: Yes, I, that's my I, gut I feeling. And, and they just
1: they nothing against Creed Humphrey. They no. really wanted Kendrick Green, and they knew round two was a reach. They knew round four was a possibility, but they thought we won him this bad, we're taking him in three. Yep. And after I looked into him, I'm like, he does fit what the Steelers do at center more than Creed Humphrey. And honestly, the, the only concern I had about Creed Humphrey was being left-handed. I don't know how Ben Roethlisberger would like that or not, you know, but he's still not the, he's he's still not the puller that green can be in my opinion. So I, the Steelers, they, they have a different kind of center. It's what they do. Um, and that's, and they went
3: out and they looked and they identified their guy Knew when they could get their guy. I'm telling you, they. I think that, they get here's, here's my gut. It's a sizable gut, too. Not as sizable yeah. as yours. As
1: sizable as mine.
3: But I think the Steelers potentially built that draft around Kendrick Green. Yeah, I. Th- I think I think they figured out yeah. when they could take him. And that at least played into the decisions they made in the first and second round. Yeah. Yep. Knowing that they were going to address that and get him in three.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I still think it would be really interesting to see how the draft would have played out if Christian Derisol hadn't got a 23. Yeah.
3: And I like that one. Mm-hmm. So so Bert Tavera says if Green doesn't pan out at center, he can play guard. So that's a win win. Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah. yeah. So and maybe green isn't the guy. And see but this is part of the reason that the point that I made in the whole thing with PFF tearing up the Steelers draft and all that other stuff. Like I brought up the point that you know last year the Steelers had the lowest draft grade in the AFC North. But then whenever they went and 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 talked about after the season that when they broke down the play of the play of the rookies the Steelers were eighth in the league and that was and that was Really, really high, considering they didn't have a first-round draft pick. Yep. They had a first-round draft pick. If, you know, if you would have, you know, even if you gave them half a score of Micah Fitzpatrick, they're probably number one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because yeah. without that pick, and they were that high, and yet PFF's golden team. It's funny because I think the Browns just do whatever analytics PFF use. And we're going to use that. And every year they get an A-plus grade. And you know what? They were 19th last year with their draft class. And, of course, Browns are A-plus again this year. We'll see how it how it pans out. A lot of people like what they did, and I, I don't blame you. But the Steelers don't win the draft grades because they see things and act on things that other people's don't – other people's <laughs> – other teams don't see. And they do it. They They do it great with wide receiver. Where they get those kind of guys, and yep. they do it with other things. I'm hoping they did it with center because think about it. They've the last time the Steelers drafted a center was Marquise Pouncey. Yep, that's it. You know, you didn't have to draft one since then. So hopefully they know what they're doing. And the Steelers have known what they're doing so well with wide receiver. You know, honestly, probably the 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 biggest, not necessarily knocking it out of the park pick they've had at wide receiver for a while was James Washington. And that's because he's not out there tearing it up flashy for everything, but he's still a good receiver. So I think this is one of the premier units. I it's people talk about number ones and stuff like that. The Steelers don't truly have a number one. There is not like it is crunch time. There is one guy. We we got to get him the ball when he's gonna make us a play. Because yep. Ben Ben knows he can fill with the juju, he knows he can he can get it to juju. Sometimes too much, but he also trusts James Washington to, to, to rip it away. You've got Chase Claypool. That's just shown that he's, he's the next big thing. And then you've just got Deontay Johnson who gets more targets than anybody because he gets open. So now granted he's struggled with the drops. He's there for a while, but he kind of got that straightened out mostly. So look at all that. You look at those options. Look at those options. And that's not even counting the tight end. So the whole reason that I feel that the Steelers don't have a number one receiver is because they don't have to. Correct. Because they have so many other guys that are options that you you know like you want to you want to take you know because what do you know right what do you, you want to do? roll want shut to roll, down the number roll, one you want to roll yeah. coverage to this guy fine we'll throw it we'll to throw that. to this guy we'll throw it to that guy you know and that's a good strategy. I mean that's exactly sure. the strategy when the Steelers did that. With Chase Claypool against the Eagles, the Eagles did the same thing right back at the Steelers. Like, you want to keep covering this guy with him? You know, we'll keep throwing it to this no-name. I can't remember. So much so I can't remember his name now. Um, well, the that that name. Started with an F. I remember that. Someone will tell me. Um, I, I can't remember. That's all right. Um, then. That, um, that that did so did so well. So it's so funny, and it's not that I'm not saying like here for example. Jerry Cherry Brand says Brand. I said Brand again. Man, Jerry Cherry Band said Juju was our tried number to one. Too fast. Slow down. Yeah, he says Juju was our number one. Fulgum. That was the guy's name. Thank you, Ryan Kellerman. Um, I agree that Juju is the best is, is your number one option at wide receiver, but I'm talking about, and I never bought into this, but I, I was sold on it mainly last off season. What, what is classified as a number one and the aura around it and everything else. And that, that that's all that. And it's being the number one guy on the Steelers doesn't mean that you're a number one receiver, but by what they've, what we've deemed that to be. And that's my point is it doesn't matter. You know, you're if you got a number one receiver, they're going to, they're going to get more targets than anyone. They're going to have more catches. Than everyone, they're going to have more yards than everyone else on your team every single week. And that's not going to, I don't think that's the Steelers because they don't, they don't need to work it that way. Um, anything else you want to say about the wide receivers, Rich, before we get into our uh, big question? Nope. Cause I um, wanted to give some covered it pretty good. I, I um, wanted to give some time for it. I, I like um, the room, love the wide receiver room. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. yeah. Let's get those guys out there, continue to spread the ball around to them, and we'll be fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I like it. And is there concern for 2022? Sure. But you know what? Let's let's play some 2021 ball. Because the last thing you want to do is go out and you know f- try to do something and that just that you get the new offensive coordinator in, seeing how it works. I mean, that's why I think a lot of these guys, maybe that's part of the reason Juju did the one year deal that it worked yeah. well for yeah. everybody. You yeah. know, one, one Ben Roethlisberger Two, How's it going to work with that Canada? You know, yep. then you're not stuck in there long-term. It might be that these guys after this year, they just want to get out. And it might be after this year that they know this is where I need to be. It also helps that the Steelers as of right now have a, Decent bit of cap space, but uh, one Trent Jordan Watt could really get into that by the by the time that's all said and done. Yeah, he will. So, so, um, and I just think the other things that they added—the tight end, the running back—in the draft at the top of, excuse me, at the top of the draft is just going to make the wide receivers even better. So, here's our big question. Of course, it's going to be about wide receiver. I'm going to pose it to you. I, I got to yep. go over the rules with everybody again because there's always some people. They, yeah. always I'm going to start. I'm, I'm, I'm really tempted to start giving timeouts to people and make them have to wait five minutes to comment again if they break the rules. But now I'm not going to be like that because it's fun. And some of you lay want to break the rules just to mess with me. And oh, like that's it.
3: funny. You 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 said that. Now I'm hmm. going to start sticking them
1: timeout there. i it's you <laughs> They're going <laughs> to think it's me. <laughs> I'm, hey, if that happens, I'm I'm calling you out on it. And I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to ask the question. Rich is going to answer it. I'm going to answer it. I will turn it over to you all. When you see it in the live chat, type in your answer. I'm not looking for a long answer. I'm looking for it's a one word or two word answer. You'll see it. Um, you'll understand it when the question comes. Um, don't give me two answers. Give me one answer. You don't even need an explanation. And 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 we'll and we'll bring it up here. Um, And this is the question. I'm going to let you answer it while I work on typing it in. And that is, at the conclusion of the 2021 NFL season, the member of the Pittsburgh Steelers with the most receiving yards will be yards. Will be. You ready? Yep.
3: For some of the reasons I mentioned earlier, I feel it is going to be Deontay Johnson. Uh, between the the hopefully improved running game and threat of a running game, giving him more space to work on the field to get open. People,
1: and, you can just stop now. You can start issuing the timeouts now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, go boom,
3: for it. Boom, boom, boom. boom. Timeout, timeout, out. timeout. So there you go. So um, it, I, I say it's going to be Deontay. Mm-hmm. because he's going to be able to get open easier, and he's also going to have a little more space to turn on the Jets for some more
1: yak. Yeah. So, um, How about yourself? I can see that. that. Honestly, I was going to wait to see who you picked, and I was going to pick someone else. Cheater. I, <laughs> just No, just, to, just for variety. Um, I am going to go with, believe it or not, I think I'm going to go. With one, Juju Smith-Schuster.
3: Yeah, I could see um, that too because he's the other one whose yak numbers can yeah. go way up.
1: And the thing is, he might lead the Steelers in re- in receiving yards, and only have three or four games where he re- where he leads them in yards in the game. I just think he's going to be up there every game, consistent. And there might be games where DJ goes crazy. There might be games where Claypool goes crazy. You know, maybe Juju has a game or two where he goes nuts, but he's going to be there week after week after week. So now everyone's waiting now that they realize that they jumped the gun. So here we go. Coming into the chat now, we are going to see what everyone else thinks of who will lead the Steelers in receiving yards in 2021. So now everyone's going to wait because the last thing they want to do is get, get scolded again. So here we go already. Very first one. Stacey Lynn says, Juju makes sense. Okay. Garrett says Chase Claypool. Could totally see that. Coming on in in the second season, see if he builds on his rookie year. Okay. Ryan, Deontay Johnson. Okay. Um, Ezra says me. No, that was about me calling people out beforehand um, and everything. So um (laughs) Jerry says Juju. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, Steelers Pittsburgh says Juju Smith Schuster. Cat. Ooh, wow, I jumped on me. Let's go. I'll come back to that one. Um, Kathy Ford says Claypool. Jeff Lauderdale says Juju. Tyler W says Claypool. Big shots down the field. I could. T- I almost went with Claypool over Juju. I know I thought that he could maybe. He could maybe get multiple fifty-yard receptions. In games, which would be crazy. Uh, Marvin says Johnson. You can see that. Okay. Um, Jerry Cherry, I got to skip whenever people have. Okay. What is this one?
3: I don't
1: know. I don't know. He's after awesome stuff. After Bussie, he says just kidding. Deontay. Just kidding. Deontay. So, yep. Yep. so that's funny. Uh, I almost didn't do it because I thought he gave multiple answers. <laughs> and then I realized that's not what he did. Okay. Jerry Cherry Plant says Claypool who is unstoppable. Okay. Ah, here we go. Donald Nolan. I like this. Deontay. Someone take a screenshot. 1,375 yards. Oh, I would love that. Okay. Uh, Andrew Walbar says, Mapletron. That would be, of course, our one friend from the north, Chase Claypool. Um, Portna says, I repeat, Isaiah McCoy. That's one of the undrafted free agents that uh, the Steelers signed. If I'm... Um, not mistaken, um, that that going with the dark horse, you know, going with the long shot. Um, Jeff Dunn says Claypool. Um, Money Bag says Juju. Juju. Okay. Juju. Um, yep. Kathy says right. Juju might catch more balls, but Claypool more more yards. She was replying to someone, which I thought,
3: you know, that's I a really good she was, point. That might be her responding to you and what you said. <laughs>
0: so.
1: Because Donald says that uh, I'm like a pet owner that dangles a treat in front of dog's face, then scolds them for going for the treat. You gotta <laughs> train them. You gotta uh-huh. no, my my we my family has their first dog. We've had her for a few months. Her name is Skywalker. I should have said that last week when we did our Star Wars stuff. Um, and she graduated puppy, puppy kindergarten. She's moving on to her other puppy stuff and she's working on leave it. And that's what I do. I have to dangle treats in front of her face and say, nope, leave it. Leave it. Leave it. Okay, go get it. And that's what I do with have to do with you all too. So you're exactly right, Donald. That was pretty good. That's funny. Okay. Um <laughs> I'm gonna bring it up, although it's breaking the rules, just because I like it. Because Ezra says most oh, are you letting no. Clay put what? Receiving our future. Like putting a treat in front of your
3: dog it. and then not making them yep. wait and letting them go get it.
1: Come on. No, just because it was just Something that added to, kidding, the, to the to the to the discussion. I like Andrew. Yep,
3: <laughs> Andrew says Claypool, one thousand three hundred seventy-six yards.
1: <laughs> oh, I love it. You guys are too much. Yep. So, mine um, mind skipped on me here, because um, Ezra was saying, "Yeah, more catches," and I didn't ask catches. We asked yards because we yards. talked about this before the show about which one we were going to do. So, um, so there we go. I don't know that anyone else um, actually has just an name because I think we, we ran through a lot of them really fast. Yeah. So n- what's interesting is no one said James Washington. Nobody said James Washington and, and
3: Washington will not lead the team in yards. I don't, um, I don't
1: think he will. Now I'm trying to remember he did lead the team in 2019. Was it, I can't remember. Was it yards or was it receptions? He led the league in one of, or not the league. He led the team in one of them. Um, he led yeah, them in remember. yards, yeah. not receptions. Not
3: receptions. So he yes.
1: already, you know, he already has led the Steelers in receiving yards for a season. But remember, Juju was injured um, um with, with things there. And yeah, so, which is, which, don't forget that. James Washington did do that. So this has been a lot of fun. I like – this was just – this was nice, talking about something that kind of was not addressed in the draft and why it wasn't, and looking at it moving forward for next year. Um, I'm really excited about the schedule. I really want to know. I want to know who the Steelers open up against. I want to know who they finish off against. I want to know where the bye week is, all that stuff. We'll have all the coverage. I want to know which games
3: players. I got to try to, you know – get to <laughs> yeah
1: you know i i'll be honest i don't like home games on thursday nights although the home team has a major advantage i don't like having tickets to it that no one wants to go to the game um but that's just me I'll um go.
3: i'll um, go to the game with no. you <laughs>
1: yeah i know exactly what you mean <laughs> we we went to it oh which was that the titans game yeah that was the dilly dilly game that was the dilly dilly game we were there that was that uh that oh man, that was a shellacking. That was great. So we've got all that coming. Make sure you check it out behind the steel your one-stop shop for all the Pittsburgh Steelers. We will continue to break down the draft picks. We will continue um with with all the various news and everything going up until you've got uh minicamp coming up soon, and then you'll get that lull, and then training camp will be upon us before we know it. And uh then we'll be talking about some real football at the beginning of August. I mean, Mm -hmm. even though it's preseason football, I I don't don't care. care. I don't care. I want to see these guys on the field. I want to see what they can do. Um, And for those of you, if you might have missed at the beginning, program note, tomorrow night will not be the Steelers' curtain call. It will be the Steelers' preview to preview the the schedule release. Curtain call will be on Thursday night. Um, All our shows are running on their regular times otherwise. um, Hopefully you all know the schedule by now. And we will of course next Tuesday be right back here talking about more stuff dealing with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Anything you want to close out with Rich before we truly close out? Um
3: no, just again, we're getting into the fun time of year right now. Once that schedule gets done, then I'll really start thinking about, you know, headed to Heinz Field Head for Heinz games Ford. and and then I'll really start getting excited. So
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's the excitement is building. I mean, it's really exciting with the draft and it calms a little bit and now it's starting that, that crescendo, you're, you're building up with that. Here it comes.
3: The schedule.
1: It, you've game. got it. Uh, yeah. The whole notion of at least 51,000 people in Heinz Field. Um, yes. That's fantastic. We'll know exactly what games we can go to. We'll get the tickets, all that information. We'll know it all by the time we get here next Tuesday night. So. Make sure you're tuned in. You know what you're doing because we've got a lot coming. Can't wait.
2: Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now.
0: Identify a problem.
2: Creating an audio ad is time-consuming.
0: Offer a solution.
2: Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds.